You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, it is also simple. Rocket, Rocket can. Oh, damn, this is not this is not simple at all. While I'm here in the studio watching the many games that are on, it's hard to keep track right now. You got basketball, the NBA is underway. We got baseball. That's underway as well right now. The Houston Astros have just taken a 3-1 to lead over the New York Yankees in Game 1 of the American League Championship Series. I just sat down in the studio. I was just at the Atlanta Hawks game. Yeah, they're, they're hosting a young Houston Rockets team. So th- there's a lot going on, and NBA teams are opening up all across the country. Uh, first game of the season for many. The baseball playoffs, it wasn't just the Yankees in action. Earlier today, uh, the Padres, they were able to even up the National League Championship Series, beating the Phillies 8-5. to five. So we got a busy night, a lot to recap. Uh, Tua Tonga-Valoa spoke to the media, says he doesn't even remember being hit. The man lost consciousness. We'll talk about that. We had a chance last night to talk about Daniel Snyder, how Jim Ursay is basically looking at this guy and thinking, well, it's probably time for him to get the boot. And then we got an additional story. I guess not everybody loves Roger Goodell. Jerry Jones is beefing with Robert Kraft over Goodell. LeBron James is already beefing with his own teammates And then ultimately, as I do every single Wednesday night into Thursday morning, I'm going to bring you all a new top six list. And tonight, here at the beginning, yeah, sure, they started last night, but this is the genesis, really, of the NBA season. I'm bringing you a new top six list. We're going to take a look at the top six players in the NBA this year. This is going to be fun. Who is the best player in the league? Flat, period, to the point. I'm going to let you know that answer in about two hours from now. If you want to talk to me, it's real simple. You can find me online. I am at JR Sport Brief. You can also hit me up on the phone, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's if you want to get on the phone lines before we make a move Shep how are you and uh, obviously you're keeping up with all these games there's so many things going on right now it's tough to keep track of I can't believe the Knicks have played Memphis as hard as they have I think Aaron Boone is going to get a lot of criticism continuously as the postseason progresses it's a tough time to be a New York sports fan JR despite the Giants and Jets it's a tough time to be a, a New York sports fan yeah, with, with the Yankees' inconsistencies, the Knicks, you think they're just on the cusp and they find ways to brick your heart. Yeah, it's a little difficult. Yeah, the Knicks are currently losing to Memphis 108-105. to The last time I checked on the Brooklyn Nets, they were getting smacked. I got a phone call before I went on air. Someone calling me about the Nets. What, what, what's, what's their final look like? What do we have here? 130-108. to 
And the last time I looked, they were losing by the same amount, 20 points. Ben Simmons, when I when I checked, this man had two points. Kyrie Irving had six. Durant had 25. So I guess it's the same season. And since I looked, nothing really changed. Durant finished with 32. Kyrie Irving finished with 15 points. And Ben Simmons finished with four. Hey, Shep, you didn't see the box score, did you? I, I did, unfortunately, yes. Oh, I was going to ask you how many shots do you think Ben Simmons took. When I looked, he only took one shot, one attempt, and he finished the night playing 23 minutes. Ben Simmons took three shots. And people, I, I guess, people in the Nets organization are legitimately going to run around and they're going to say it's the media just harping and beating up on Ben Simmons. He, the man doesn't want to shoot the ball. Here we are at the beginning of the season, and, and Ben Simmons, fine. He's playing with Durant. Durant took 21 shots. Kyrie, not the best night, took 19 shots. Ben Simmons took two. That's it's pitiful. He finished the night in his return with four points. He was 0 of 2 from the free throw line. There's a massive confidence issue, and I, I hope that Ben Simmons – can overcome it speaking of just you know looking at your teammates like who the hell are you maybe this is why Durant wanted out it's like Ben Simmons is afraid Kyrie is afraid a flake I guess it's going to take him I don't know another two games he'll just drop 60 and then he'll go on vacation not in a contract year but we saw this last night another superstar player who's probably looking at his teammates like these guys suck is LeBron James and this is almost like the uh the song that doesn't end the Los Angeles Lakers and how they bounce back from that losing crap season we got last year 33 and 49 what did they brought in Patrick Beverly what's that supposed to do they lose last night to the Golden State Warriors 123 to 109 The game was less competitive than the score would indicate. Patrick Beverly, the new addition, he had three points, had a bad game. Russell Westbrook, 19 points, 11 rebounds, three assists. Russell Westbrook actually started the game, and now he's saying his hamstring issue, he got a little twinge in there. He's saying it's because he had to come off the bench in the last preseason game. Funny. Anthony Davis, 27 points. And LeBron James, the future 38-year-old player, had 31 points, 14 rebounds, and 8 assists. No slowing down here for LeBron James. But the Lakers overall, no, no surprise. The team sucks. Shooting the ball, they suck. Trying to figure out a flow to the offense, they suck. Darvin Ham already said... Yeah, Russell Westbrook might be starting right now, but I'm a day-to-day guy. This situation sucks for everybody involved. Russell Westbrook opted into the final year of his contract, the player option, $47 million. LeBron James in the offseason, he decided to stick around for about two years, $100 million. We know he has bigger goals, not just a championship. Before the season is up, If he stays healthy, he'll pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar most points all time in the regular season. 
This man is top 10 in everything. He wants to play with his kid. Maybe kids, plural. And good for him. But right now, he's on a road to nowhere. We hear all the the rumors. What's taking the Lakers so long to trade their pick to the Pacers so they can get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner? What's taking so long? The Lakers have cap space at the end of this season. Russell Westbrook will be gone. Maybe he'll be gone in, in February at the deadline. I don't know who's taking on Russell Westbrook and 47 million bucks. And so after game one, which, by the way, the Lakers shot 10 of 40 from downtown. Pathetic, terrible, miserable. LeBron James sat down. It took him, oh, I don't know, less than, less than a minute, really, to look at the roster and say in the nicest way possible, we stink. Listen to this. I mean, if you be completely honest, we're not a team that's constructed of, of great shooting. And that's just the, the truth of the matter is. It's not like, you know, we're sitting here with uh, a lot of lasers on our team, you know, but that doesn't deter us from still trying to get great shots. And when we get those opportunities, you take them. But we're not sitting here with a bunch of 40-plus career three-point shooting guys. Like, you know, if you had a football analogy and you had a bunch of guys that was underneath route runners and you're wondering why the quarterback is not throwing 20-plus passes down the field, okay, you know, that's, that's how the team was constructed. So that don't mean you can't win. Brady did it. Uh, that's not how you win in the NBA right now. It's not. I don't think that's how anybody ever won in the NBA. As the errors have gone on, even if you had a gigantic human being in the middle, since we've had the three-point line, teams have traditionally played from the inside out, throw the ball out to a shooter, or go to the basket. But here in 2022, If you can't knock down a shot, you ain't winning. The Lakers don't have anybody who can go out there and knock down a shot. And it's quite ironic that LeBron James, who talked about how they don't have a bunch of lasers on the team, guys who can knock down 40% of their threes, like a Buddy Heald. Hi, Buddy Heald. LeBron James himself, he took 10 threes last night. He made three of them. What a way, Shep, what's the cliche, the the pot, the coal, the kettle black? Did I say it correctly? Eat that and live by the three, die by the three, and he died by the three. Yeah, how are you going to throw the guys under the bus and you can't even hit a three yourself? Jerry, he wants to play with son number one and number two. He's trying to extend his career as much as possible. Do his sons, can they hit 40% from downtown? Uh, not at the NBA level. I mean, we we both know this. I mean, when you're playing high school, the three-point line is much different than it is on the NBA court. That was, yeah, well, obviously. Say that in jest. I get that. Come on. LeBron James, we we understand. You're not going anywhere. You can't wait for, I don't know, Russell Westbrook to leave. I guess when you reach this point in your career, the LeBron James of the world, the Tom Brady's of the world, you could just say whatever the hell you want. Tom Brady is lighting up his offensive line on Sunday. It's like, you guys basically suck. You, you can play better than this. And LeBron James says, well, we don't, we don't got shooters on our roster. Who else in the NBA can say such a thing? Could you imagine if Jalen Brown sat? I don't know, not, not him. Huh. Could you imagine if Zion? 
No, not that's that's a bad example. I can't imagine anybody saying anything like that. The closest that we got was a real jerk throwing his team under the bus when James Harden was looking for a trade. And he said that because he wanted out. Talked about we don't have enough talent to basically go out there and win. He went nuclear. The difference here is LeBron James painted it in a nice way, and he's trying to get dudes off the team. What is Russell Westbrook supposed to feel about that? How is he supposed to feel? Does it matter how Russell Westbrook feels? We've already seen Russell Westbrook in media day stand by himself. We've seen him before practice huddles or game huddles stand by himself. We've seen him be detached by himself. This is a man who was thrilled to go home to play in Los Angeles. This is a man who got together with Anthony Davis and LeBron, and they all said, yes, let's get together and play a game. And now they want him out. I'm sure that he wants out. It's just a matter of when. Is he going to make it through the entire season? We'll see. I do know this. Charles Barkley was on TNT, and he looked at the Lakers. He took a look at Russell Westbrook, and he said, man, it ain't worked last year. Not going to work this year. And Russell Westbrook, he looks like he doesn't even want to be there. Listen to this. You know how I feel about Russell Westbrook. Yes. But he plays hard every time out. I admire him. I respect him. It's time for the Lakers to move him. They have taken all his joy out of life in basketball. Chuck, it's five out of eight. No, it's not about the numbers. First of all, the Lakers stink. We can get that out the way. Those two guys just out there having fun, AD and LeBron, they're just getting numbers. You never thought they were going to win this game. You know, they're just going through. They're like getting numbers. How can you tell that Westbrook's joy has been stolen? He doesn't look. This guy used to be so exuberant playing with great energy and great emotion. I think the wear and tear mentally last year, starting this year, playing with Patrick Beverly, he's going to, and the thing is, he going to get the blame no matter what because the Lakers ain't a championship contender. He'll be gone before that. And I think we all know it's the blame isn't solely on his shoulders. He's an easy target. Russell Westbrook has set himself up to be an easy target. How he responds to the media, how he answers some of their questions. He's, he's uh, I don't want to say controversial. That's, that's not the word. He's combative. If you ask him something ridiculous, he's going to give you a, a short, curt answer. He hasn't necessarily made himself endearing when it comes to basketball in that regard. And so these Lakers, where they're going? Absolutely nowhere. What do they need? Shooting. They need someone else who can efficiently go out there and get their own shot. And even outside of that, the Lakers need depth. What's depth? Kendrick Nunn, we didn't see him play at all last year. Malik Monk is gone. Went and got some money. He's up in Sacktown. Dennis Schroeder is currently out with a finger injury. He's not the most efficient of players. Austin Reeves is going to be better in year two. Juan Toscano-Anderson coming over from Golden State. What is he supposed to do here? The Lakers ain't it. They don't got it. Not have it. They don't got it, which means nothing. 
This is going to be a sad season. And it's already taken one game, one game, for LeBron James to say, hey, we got to make some changes. And Palenka, they gave this guy a contract extension? Who's, who's giving Jeannie Buss advice? Hey, they got two years more committed. Excuse me, he signed a two-year extension. LeBron James has a player option now for 2024 to 2025. Good for him. They better figure this out while he's still there. Don't waste this season if you can. Try to win a championship. It's not going to be with this roster, and we know this as well. It's not going to be with Russell Westbrook. And at this point of his career, he's talking about coming off of the benches. You know, it aggravated his hamstring. He better get used to it because wherever he goes, he's probably best situated As someone who just goes to the basket, comes off the bench and gives you a spark. And that's going to be difficult for most teams because he has never, ever been the most efficient of players. He's a great player, one of the most athletic players, ridiculously motivated player, a former MVP caliber player. He can still ball. He can still play. But his best days, they are behind him. And this is pretty much the final stamp on him being a superstar or a star. He's going to have to look elsewhere. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The phone lines are open. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. What do you think happens with the Lakers? What happens with Russell Westbrook? I don't know who the Lakers could even bring in to help them this season. I think the answer is nobody. I'm going to take your calls on the other side of the break. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We opened up the show talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, how it's taken one game for LeBron James to basically say, damn it, we ain't got no shooting. But then he said, but we can find a way to win. What are you going to do? Draft prime Shaq? What are you going to do? Find Akeem Olajuwon and put him in the post? That's not how the NBA works right now. You don't got no shooting. You ain't winning. I can't believe LeBron. You know what? Let's go ahead and, and, and play that one more time. That's still mind-boggling that, that he would make both of these statements. Listen to LeBron yesterday after the Lakers lost to Golden State. I mean, if you be completely honest, we're not a team that's constructed of, of great shooting. 
And that's just the, the truth of the matter is, it's not like, you know, we're sitting here with uh, a lot of lasers on our team, you know, but that doesn't deter us from still trying to get great shots. And when we get those opportunities, you take them. But we're not sitting here with a bunch of 40 plus career three point shooting guys. Like, you know, if you had a football analogy and you had a bunch of guys that was underneath route runners and you wonder why the quarterback is not throwing 20 plus passes down the field. Okay. You know, that's, that's how the team was constructed. So that don't mean you can't win. Brady did it. Brady, that was the era. You can't win like that in the NFL right now. That ain't happening. You going to win in the NBA with no shooting? No, it ain't happening. How about this? The Yankees, man, oh, wow. Frankie Montas comes into the game, gives up a blast. The Houston Astros now lead 4-1. to one. Speaking of legacy franchises, the Lakers are down. At least the Yankees are in the American League Championship Series. The phone lines are open. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Mark is calling from Cali. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Mark? JR, what's going on? Well, um, Yankees, but hey, if we're going to give a consolation prize in the NBA, man, these Knicks play their heart out today. Um, I mean, consolation they prize. all that money. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, we. I, I was. I was watching the game a lot. I was mainly focused on the Yankee game. You know what I mean? Because it's playoffs, and I'm going back and forth. But uh, you know, the main reason for my call tonight is I just. I just cannot stand Aaron Boone. I mean, you bring in Clark Schmidt. I don't know if you were watching, but in a one-one game, is that a high-leverage situation or is that a low-leverage situation? In your opinion? You know the answer. Go ahead. Make your point. Well, it's a high-leverage situation, right? So you bring in Clark Schmidt, who, mind you, the last time he came in, he brought him in as a closer, even though. You all remember, let's take you back. Even though uh, our closer, Holmes, was ready to go, and he, Boone made up an excuse as to why he couldn't pull him because he had a, a little bit of an injury, even though Holmes was ready to go. And the very next game, he pulls him in and one, two, three. So I understand he got the double play, talking about. Uh, I did see you know, that with the bases Clark, loaded. Clark yes, I did see got that. The double yes. play. So right off the bat, he gives up a home run up 2 1. You pull him immediately. But it's not only that. He brings in Lou Trevino, who should have came in immediately right after he gave up the home run because he was one, two, three. Then he brings in Frankie Montes, who to me is just Cashman just cannot get starting pitchers right because I think he's 0 for 5 in his last five starting pitchers that he's traded for, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, But it's just this guy just doesn't know how to manage. It's just – it's. I just, I just can't believe it. You bring in Montes right after. Where's Domingo Herman? Where's Miguel Castro, who hasn't even pitched yet? You take Lucas Licky off the roster, he hasn't even gone. And if you watch the ALDS series, it was literally four pitchers used the entire five games. He used the same Jonathan Lasagna, Wandy Prosa, who, by the way, has an American League record yes. for the most games started. Well, well, well games, Mark, right? Mark, Mark, Man. thank you for venting. What 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 would you like us to do right now? Call Aaron Boone and tell him to to like leave? Like, what do you want? I mean, it's only the first, time, so uh, I'm not really stressing out. But so, if, well, let me ask just... let me ask you a question here, right? I I understand your frustrations. Okay, I do. If the Yankees win this championship series, then what? I'm still gonna have because now you got the World Series, which is even okay. Okay, fine. If they win the if they win this championship series, fine. Okay, then then what? You, you're still concerned about Aaron Boone, right? Well, you take a look at Dave Roberts. You think he's no? I asked manager? you. I, no, I asked you. A, I asked you a question. I'm not asking about Dave always, Roberts. 
I've always been critical of Aaron Boone, even okay. So, but, I'm, but no, no. Let's let's just answer my questions here. You ready for that? But let's answer it. Let's go ahead. If the Yankees win the ALCS, what will you say then? Well, I'll say that the team rallied hard, and Aaron okay. must have been making the right calls. Right? Okay, so like, fine, so done. Game one, it's done, it's done. One. Stop, stop. If the Yankees win the World Series, then what? Well, then Aaron Boone must have made the right calls. Okay, all right. So my my point is, it's one game. There's several calls here. The man hasn't sucked that much for them to be in the ALCS. He's always going to be criticized. It's the job of the manager to be criticized. So I understand your frustration. I just tweeted out, hey, they put Frankie Montas into the game. Why? The man just came off of the the disabled list, the injured list, whatever the the hell they call it now at this point in time. They put him in the game, and what we have heard about is how great he has been pitching for Oakland against Houston. And then he immediately goes in, and he gives up one of the, by length and distance and height, one of the biggest home runs I've ever seen. Now, if Frankie Montas goes into the game and he lights them up, then no one says anything. And so being a manager – Where's Domingo Herman? I understand. Listen, Mark, I hear you. When is the last time you saw Domingo Herman? Well, the last time we last time we saw him was when he pitched relief against Texas, and that was probably I think game two against Texas when Judge hit the game tying home run. That was the last time he came into the game. Okay, but and, and where's this, Greg is, this is this is this is this is my point, Mark. Listen to me. Did you have dinner tonight? Man, Did you? I, I'm 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 animated like this all the time. I get it. You don't Chef need knows to be. When I call in. Chef knows. Oh my God, you're on hold. Hey, Chef, can we get? Is it legal to give him a tranquilizer dart? I, I Mark is is fired up, and tonight is no exception. No, but I'm asked. I didn't ask. Oh, about oh gosh, that. you didn't ask me that. I got. Is I, it I, legal? Was trying to, I was trying to quote Mark's uh, position there. Uh, is it I don't legal to legal, give though. him a tranquilizer dart? I, I don't believe it's legal. Okay. But he I I'll say this though. Yes. Mark, that what you just heard is the typical New York sports fan, and I mean this in all due respect, no, that thinks they know more about every coach and every manager and every GM and every owner. Let them manage. Right. But I, it, I respect the passion for Mark and he usually brings up some very insightful points. I think he's I, I think he's been a little harsh. You're right. I, I no I don't think he's being harsh. I just think there comes a point in time where the fans have to understand and realize, yeah, we have bad coaches. We do. Some of them make questionable calls and decisions. Yeah, they do. But when it doesn't work, that's the nature of the game. That's the nature of all sports. If it's football, who's the quarterback? Oh, you didn't do this. Oh, you didn't call that play. Sometimes you have to use your judgment and roll the dice. Nobody is right 100% of the time. It's real easy to be armchair quarterback and say this. And so, yes, Aaron Boone is going to get destroyed over the next 24 hours. In New York City, he will. But what I'm not going to do, because I don't think most of America cares, is to start nitpicking the 15th reliever on the Yankees and just go, why didn't Aaron Boone do that? Who cares? If he stinks, he stinks. Let people in New York worry about it. Let's be nice and bring on Mark and end in some finality. Mark, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
<laughs> okay, so I have a question. If the Yankees lose this American League Championship Series, will Boone be criticized as not taking down the mighty Astros? Yeah, yeah he will. Him? Yeah, him and a, a million other folks. There's the answer, yes. Okay, Mark? Right. So um, That's now, it. Aaron Boone has been criticized from last – let me put it to you this. this. You know I broadcast WFAN on Saturdays. Do you know that? I, I'm, I'm listening all the time. Well, thank you so much. So you, you are very much a well, well aware that people have been calling me for two years telling me about how Aaron Boone and Cashman need to be fired. It's I, I hate to say it, Mark, but it's you got a lot of Boone. No, hold on. Yeah. Stop, because I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about it anymore. Yeah. There are a lot of Yankee well, fans and this is not you. There are a lot of Yankee fans who are spoiled. OK, you understand that, though, right? I mean, spoiled no, no, no. You I, either I, do or you I don't bash on Yankee fans all the time. I bash. So them. Did you, do you understand it? Yes or no? Yes, I do. We are. OK, good. Oh, good. Yeah. Now just uh, have some have some melatonin and just calm down. OK, <laughs> thank you, Mark. I yeah, appreciate you people Mark. realize that Aaron Boone is the first manager in the history of baseball, a sport that has been games. around professionally for over 140 years to go back to back 100 years win seasons in his first two. Do they know you that his people whole... give him credit for that? I don't think do you, so. Do they know his family has been playing and watching baseball for the past million years? Do they Do they know that? Yeah, that that too. Do they realize he's also above 500 in the postseason, which says something. He uh, obviously well, knows a little bit about no, what he's doing. No, he doesn't. It's, it's the Yankees and their money. That's what it is. And you know what he also doesn't get credit for? He doesn't get credit for the fact that his players actually like him and respect him. Uh, that he doesn't bash them, that he only – I mean, it's, it's just some fan bases are spoiled. The Yankees fan base, they are spoiled. They want to whine and complain. I get it. There hasn't been a World Series won since 2009. Let me tell you something. As the Yankees just – well, damn it. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I want to talk to you about other spoiled fan bases. And then I'll give you some good news. I do want to show love to the Celtics. But it looks like something interesting just happened in the Yankees game. I'll take more of your calls on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR, it should be called the Genius Sports Brief Show. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. Well, I'm not a genius. Not at all. Just a guy. I'm just a guy here on CBS Sports Radio. 855 212 4 CBS. That's 855 212 4 CBS. A shout out to Mark from California for. Uh, basically eviscerating Aaron Boone for his decision-making and the use of his bullpen tonight. Uh, the New York Yankees are currently behind the Houston Astros 4-2, to two, the top of the eighth. They do have uh, two guys on base. There are two outs, and uh, who knows? 
Maybe Aaron Boone has also made some decisions. It's not just based on the bullpen. They're pinch runners, and I don't know. There's, there's, there's never any winning when you're a coach or a manager. People just want to tear you apart at every decision. You don't get the credit when things go right, but you get the blame when things go bad, and that's just part of the gig, part of the job. And so Yankee fans are spoiled. I'm just calling it how it is, and I'm going to talk about that at the top of the hour. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. It's like you, we got legacy franchises here in North America, and it's just some fan bases are just wild. Uh, let's go to New Orleans and talk to James. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's on your mind? I'm glad you admitted you wasn't a genius because neither is Charles Barkley. So I don't know I don't know how we're acting like Charles said something profound. Everybody knows the Lakers need to trade Russell Westbrook, including the Lakers and Jenny Buss. They just nobody wants him for 47 million. Okay, James, yes. Okay, anything else? That's it. I mean, that's pretty much it. Let's just not pretend like, you know, Charles said something special. He didn't. Everybody knows Russell uh, I, I don't uh... – I'm confused by your statement. I don't think anyone looked at anything said by Charles Barkley in regards to Russell Westbrook and found it to be uh, profound or prophetic. He he gave his perspective. What else is new? This is what he get he gets paid for. He just got one hundred million dollars to do so. What's your point? My point is, everybody, including Charles and Reggie Miller, are avoiding the issues with Russell and the fact that nobody really wants him. Right, and especially don't want him for forty-seven million dollars. Now yeah. I can't. Well, well, you nobody but, wants to say that on national television, at least not during the game. Right? No, 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 no. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way, James. That's 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 inaccurate. That has been talked about ad nauseum for the past six or seven months. So I mean, if you're going to say Charles Barkley, what he said, people need to stop acting like it's profound. What you just said is is also common knowledge. It's, it's nothing out of the ordinary. And I can tell you as someone who broadcasts and someone who has been a part of the Turner Sports family, no, who cares? I'm sure, and I can't listen to the broadcast. Obviously, I'm broadcasting here live while the, the game is going on or was going on. That Nobody's holding anything back. I mean, if you think about all of the, the, the angst and acrimony that these guys have built up against players, whether it be because of their weight, their injury histories. These are things that have been talked about. So, no, that, 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 I, that'd be far-fetched to ever happen, man. I would have to disagree with you. I do think people, at least on that TNT broadcast, I understand, you know, there's no need to pile on Russell Westbrook, right? Because he's not the only issue, right? There's several other issues, so there's no need to pile on him. But, you know, the fact still remains, you know. So to avoid talking about part of the issue and not discussing the other side of the issue, nah. to me, is like a farce. That's, I mean, that's, if you only that's... talk about one side and you don't talk about the other, like the issues that the Lakers are having with Russell Westbrook as well as the rest of their roster, right? No, as well that's... as how much they're how much they're paying him, no, and the no. fact that other teams would that's, want a handsome ransom—that's that's not that's that's not fair. Because I can—that's that's not fair at all. When you construct a television broadcast, and I I cannot tell you because I I did not see every moment, every minute, and every second. Maybe maybe you did, but if you're trying to paint a picture, they have week after week after week for months 
to talk about these issues. A lot of these issues have been the same issues dating back to last season. The Los Angeles Lakers are a story on the broadcast. They aren't the only other story. There's some guy named Draymond Green who punched another guy who happens to be on his squad. And so there's there's so much that goes into what you yeah, discuss. That as well. I'm sorry. Reggie Miller downplayed that as well. So, well, no, it's not. Well, well, it's that's a matter. And, and James, I'm going to let you listen on the other side. All of this is just a matter of opinion, man. He downplayed it. I heard about that. He said, oh, people getting punched in the head. Happens all. What is everybody supposed to agree with you, James? I don't agree with you. And I'm actually giving you a perspective from someone who broadcasts. I'm not sitting there doing television, but I certainly have been on TV. I know how it's constructed. They're entitled to have their opinion. What are you going to say? They're downplaying it. They're avoiding it. They're not telling the whole picture. Then I, I say this with all due respect. You should get into production. Produce a show. Let me know how it goes. Hung is calling from Pennsylvania. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Hung? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just want to – I know you talk about the Laker and the baseball tonight, but, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about the Eagle, Philadelphia Eagle. I'm, I'm in Harrisburg. I'm about 90 miles outside Philadelphia. Yes. And and a lot of people have been talking trash about the Eagle. Like, oh, they undefeated. They do this and that. They're great. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, they're going to be that. Uh, they're going to play the Bill or the KC for the championship. Okay. But you listen, you know, I, I don't believe that. I don't see nothing come out of Eagle at all because – Eagles so far they haven't played nobody legit like you know somebody decent. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, so no, the, y- y- you are no, you are correct. They they've beaten in order the Lions. I'm not going to say they beat no one. The the Minnesota Vikings are also uh, a good team right now at five and one. They beat Washington. They beat Jacksonville. The Cardinals are a mess. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they, they beat a team that's backup quarterback. Maybe people finally woke up and realized he is the backup, and now they're on a bye week. I, I'll tell you this. The Eagles, there are teams in the NFL, like most, and, and thank you, Hung, for calling from PA. You just got to prove it, right? The Eagles are good. I'm not going to take anything away from them because you just don't go 6-0 and by accident. They're putting up points. Their defense has been one of the best. And their toughest game, they probably haven't seen it yet. They have a bye. They take on the Steelers. Shout-outs to Western Pennsylvania. Well, Pennsylvania on Pennsylvania violence here. You have the Texans, the Commanders, the Colts, the Packers, the Titans, the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Giants. Again, the Eagles' schedule is not all that daunting. This is something that they should take advantage of. But I'm not going to take a look at their offense, their offensive weapons, the improvement of Jalen Hurts. You can look at, at, at deeper into the numbers and see that he's, he's improved as a passer. You can see that he's not ready to roll out of the pocket the minute that the ball is snapped. You can definitely look at the offensive weapons that they've been able to bring in with him or, or for him. A.J. Brown, a, a Devontae Smith, a larger Devontae Smith moving into his second year. So you got to give credit where credit is due. I don't think people are going to take a look at the Eagles and, and say, oh, my God, this is the team that's definitely going to come out of the NFC. We haven't seen them do anything yet. We haven't. Last year was kind of the, well, let's see what Jalen can do. 
This year is, well, you're the starter. Let's see what you can do. They got smashed in the playoffs last year. Smashed. There's going to be an expectation for them to go right back into the playoffs and maybe take another step. And then you're going to figure out how and what you pay Jalen Hurts. But I I agree with you wholeheartedly. The Eagles, they're not running roughshod over, I don't know, the Buffalo Bills or, you know, we can go ahead and look at the Chiefs. They're not. But they've beaten who's in front of them. They're not playing down to the level of competition. And good for them. It's a hard knock life when you could say your toughest game might be against the Green Bay Packers later on this year. Giants will be a tough matchup. Cowboys will be a tough matchup. Washington, Houston, eh. Pittsburgh Steelers probably played their greatest and best game this past Sunday. I mean, it's uh, it's tough. But it's not that tough for these, these Eagles, putting up more points than anybody. It's the JR Sport Reshow here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I, I gave the Eagles some credit. I want to give the Celtics some credit. And then I am going to get back to what the hell I was telling you. Spoiled baseball fans, spoiled basketball fans, spoiled football fans. What team, what fan bases don't appreciate who and what they have? They're entitled. They're spoiled brats. We're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. 